Just a quick note before we start this episode, it was recorded about a month ago, so before the Netflix stock crash, before Netflix rose their prices, before Amazon rose their prices, and also before the recent Paramount Plus Day announcements. So some facts have changed, but I don't really feel like our opinions have. The right winner still won this bracket, so enjoy and don't yell at us for the things that we're no longer correct about. Okay. Welcome to the Intercut Podcast, the weekly show going over the TV, movies, and entertainment that people can't cut away from. I am your co-host, Zachary Shevich, and joining me, he's available for free with your library card, it's Arturo Zurita. Oh, I like that one. I will take that one gladly. Yeah. Uh, we are getting into our favorite streaming services, the best streaming services, and we wanted to bring on somebody who's watched a little bit from all of them. Uh, it, returning to the show, known internationally as Hotstar, it's Elliot <laughs> from Movie Files. Thanks for coming back, Elliot. Thank you guys for having me. It's funny, the last time I went to a library, speaking of library cards, was to use the restroom because I'm too busy watching movies <laughs> and shows at home. So, gotta read some more books out there, kids. Or run more yeah, movies. I, That's the or, beauty. Or of just it. keep watching movies. Get that hoopla. Exactly. Yeah, there's canopy. always going to be more movies. I mean, I do watch my movies in captions, so I guess I'm still taking in the reading aspects of uh, there you media. Go. So yeah, you go. I like it. Yeah. I count it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If, as long as you have the subtitles on, it counts as reading too. There you go. <laughs> anyway, in a little bit, we will talk about Bloopy, Mubi, Tubi. Only one of those names is made up. But first, make sure you're subscribed to the Intercut Podcast, either the video podcast on youtube.com slash intercutpod or the audio podcast available on most podcatchers. Also, follow Intercut on social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are at IntercutPod. That's at Intercut P-O-D, and that is short for podcast. We're also mm. IntercutPod on Patreon, where you can support the show for as little as one dollar per month Appreciate and be you. sure to leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts when you do it makes me happier than when apple tv plus extends your free trial tim cook's not doing a whole lot of that anymore is he nah he's done now Shout out to Hey Silver Fox for their review of our podcast on Apple Podcasts, saying Intercut is a great podcast. Quote, found this podcast a couple months ago and binged the entire backlog. Great insight and commentary from the host and their occasional guests. These guys watch everything, and they've introduced me to a lot of movies I didn't know were out there. Love the bracket episodes. Keep it up. Thanks, Silver Fox. You keep it up too, man. Keep listening. Uh, we'll we'll keep making them. We'll, we're making bracket episodes right now. Uh, speaking of which, let's get into it. We're talking about the best streaming services in our bracket this week. Because with the proliferation of all the different brands and pluses and services out there, it, it's it's hard to navigate. Where should you put your money? Are you going to drop cable box price money on all these different streaming services? Not with our guidance, you're not. Uh, we are going to get down to which ones are most worth your money on this podcast. But first, we have to talk about like what is the criteria for the best streaming service? What even makes an ideal stri streaming service? Elliot, why don't you start us off? What are you looking for when you sign up for a streaming service? Yeah, well, number one, price. Uh, <laughs> price is a big yes, thing sir. for me in regards to what am I paying for, how often if I'm, if I'm getting original content, and also what IPs, existing IPs, are you providing me for that cost of service? So price, originality and uh you know some some established ips that i can go back to as comfort food for when we have days when we have to stay at home for three weeks at a time 
<laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. What about you, Art? What are you looking for? My number one thing is what they're hosting. It's got to be what's offering practically the most bang for your buck. If it's just a bunch of garbage, then <laughs> chances are you're probably not going to see it. But I think we have a, a good balance this time around, especially by this year. Uh, the first of the month, having the streaming services drop a bunch of oldies, but probably goodies mm-hmm. that you haven't seen, and then all the new content that's coming out. The second's got to be the navigation on some of these things. Uh, it was <laughs> just last year, we barely had some of them finally showcasing in 4K. I'm a big fan of HBO, but I know some people know it's death the moment you try to rewind 15 seconds. <laughs> you might as well start the movie over. Uh, so yep. I know navigation is a massive, massive deal, especially with its compatibility. Like, are you going to be able to see it on the go? How much uh, d- data mm-hmm. is it taking away from you as well? Uh, does it work on certain apps? Because that's another big issue. A lot of our favorite ones weren't on Roku. They weren't on certain TVs, mm-hmm. and like that's always yep. a debate that's going to be happening, um, especially for a lot of the... I've got a the, Samsung TV, and, and that limits you know? my options, and I, I use my PlayStation for streaming. That also limits like, my what? options. Like I, yep. I'm out here with no yep. uh, no way it's to crazy. watch the Criterion channel unless I use my laptop. It's same. I, yeah, and you start like casting it from one thing to another. It's like back in yep. the days when you had like an antenna, and you had to hold it with like, a bunch tinfoil. of cables behind yeah, the TV. Yeah, it's crazy. Yep. So, uh, yeah, those, those would be my top two there. And then just to wrap it up, definitely uh, the price factor, because... Because I have a, I am personally someone who believes that with all this, it's turned into leasing. You know, I think all three of us are pretty big on uh, physical media and understanding that aspect of it. They really want you to be renting these movies, like like it was said in Mank. The beauty of the movies is that they watch it, but they don't own them. It always comes back to us, mm-hmm. and and I I worry that the prices are at the entry point right now, but Netflix is at eighteen. And who knows yeah. how much higher and higher and higher, and eventually, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to see how they're able to afford all these big movies when these things start becoming $30 a month. Yeah, we will talk about some of these price points and whether or not we think they'll stay at those price points, because that is certainly something that's going to be interesting as the streaming wars continue on. Uh, I think both you guys have it right with talking about price, talking about user interface. I mean, like HBO Max is definitely one of the best content uh, libraries out there, but like Art said, like try rewinding to a specific scene, and good luck with that. But when it comes to content, you know, there's I think there's a couple different questions there. There's like, do you are you in it for quality co- of content? Like, are you just looking for three or four really great things per year or per month, or or is it that quantity? Do you want to be able to have like a cable box in your streaming app and choose from whatever you want whenever you want? But there's also some like lesser features that sometimes get overlooked when it comes to these streaming apps. Uh, it's something that I really love is the ability to customize subtitles. And you know, if you can mm. increase the size of them or change the color of them, that just makes the process of watching a movie sometimes so much more pleasurable. Art in the past, we've talked about like how cool it is when they make alternate v- versions like the IMAX versions that are available yep. on some Disney plus releases now yep. or uh, yep. director's commentaries. I know you, you wish more uh, services did stuff like that. Oh, I wish they had all of that stuff, but behind again, the that's scenes where those behind, exists. you know, and they have a lot of those tabs where you just go to the right and you have the extra, you know, you're able to go mm-hmm. to the cast and crew, mm-hmm. you click there and you get to see everything else that they have. Netflix has collections. I think there's a lot of room to grow, but I think, you know, once those price points go up, that's where all yeah. of that's going to, pivot to because they've already stripped them from a lot of the 4ks that you buy <laughs> looking yep. at you a24 so i feel like that's going to be the digital exclusives that they're going to have on some places but uh criterion definitely they're the ones killing it on that regard right now but endless possibilities when it comes to streaming yeah it's just limited right now for sure 
you know, and sometimes it's simple stuff too. Like not every streaming service offers the ability to have different profiles. And like, you know, just speaking as somebody whose dad is now poisoning his al- a Netflix algorithm, like it, I, I, it, it's helpful to be able to separate that stuff. Ellie, any other like smaller features that you, you like in a streaming service? I think you guys hit on the, the big one for me is the um, compatibility with other devices, right? Your smart TV, yeah. your phone, your Roku, your Apple TV. Is it is it available on those streaming platforms versus, again, like we kind of joked around, the old days of having your VCR, your DVD, your PlayStation, mm-hmm. all those cords behind TV, and you have so many TiVo. remote TiVo. There's so many remotes. There's so many passwords. There's so many logins. So I just love that one, you know, you can find your streaming platform on whatever device you're ultimately streaming from. That, that's mm-hmm. something I, 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 I take the little things like that into account. Absolutely. So we came up with a list of 16 streaming services to put oh. in our bracket, the uh, 12 most popular and uh, four others that Art and I found pretty interesting. But there are a few uh, notable streaming services that we left out of our package uh, I think the most popular one that we're not going to be talking about in the bracket is Stars, which I, when I was doing my research, I found out it has 30 million subscribers, it's not big. an insignificant number, but I, I don't know. I don't know the last show that I watched on Stars. Can either of you name something that's airing on Stars right now? I think we jokingly said that I think uh, 29 million of those subscribers don't even realize they still have Stars. Um, <laughs> exactly. <but. laughs> it, it came with whatever partnership their cell phone company probably has. Epics is another one that I know a lot of people have or have had at some point. Oh, they, they have some interesting stuff occasionally. There's a, a, a show from Steve Conrad that with Ben Kingsley that the name is slipping me. Like something limited. I, I, I don't know. I watched it, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't think I've watched anything else on Epics. Topic gets some really interesting stuff. A lot of international TV shows and That's going to be like one that. we slept on. I'm going to tell you, that is going to be one we slept Topic. on. I think in two years' time, Topic's going to be on the list. Interesting, interesting. There's a good chance if we do this do this list again, yeah, in a year or two topic, because uh, they, they got Philly DA uh, miniseries that you and I both really like, the docuseries. They picked up a lot of good Sundance and... Yeah, they're, they're making their name in that kind of independent world. Kind of alluded to them at the top, Hoopla and Canopy. Both of them are free with your library card, and that's just... Such a pleasure! Like yeah. uh, they they have really interesting libraries, a lot of good films that you know I, I personally know that I've wanted to catch up on. When Art and I were doing our whole Satoshi Kon binge, Hoopla was like a huge benefit. I feel feel like I half know. his films were on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I like Hoopla a lot. I actually kind of feel like I wanted to. There's part of me that wanted to put Hoopla on this list, but because it is just sort of like you know, a bunch of free library card movies. I, I don't know if it necessarily would go <laughs> that, so far. That plus also there, I would say Tubi that does make the list is a bit better in terms of mm-hmm. you don't actually need a library card an address, yeah. all these different yeah. things that, you know, are still obstacles to obtain, but we do love those services. Yeah. And it's not just the library card. Your library also has to opt into it. I know yep. that was a problem for me yep. not being able to access canopy. So yeah, it's not available to everybody. Britbox. Uh, a service that you can subscribe to that has some of the best British TV. I, I know my girlfriend's parents are really into BritBox. <laughs> a lot of people are really into BritBox. We didn't put that on there. Uh, PBS. A lot of people. A lot of people love their uh, masterpiece theater and their documentary mm-hmm. selections. You, you mentioned Acorn TV. Art, I know your favorite, Pure Flix, didn't make the, the cut. No. How am I supposed <laughs> to watch all of my God's Not Dead quadrilogy without that? <laughs> 
All right. They're doing strong, uh, but, though. That's what's so surprising to me, yeah. just how strong they are. All right, but I think we're ready to actually tackle the bracket and, and get into this list. Talk about what the best streaming services are. We have our matchup seated, 1 through 16, in terms of subscriber count these services are. So we're starting off with the big guns and maybe the little guy on the list, Netflix versus Mubi in our 1 to 16 matchup. And Netflix, of course, the juggernaut with 214 million global subscribers. They are up against Mubi here, which doesn't have a publicly released subscriber count yet. But I would say that Mubi has among the best content curators in streaming. They're not just adding movies to add more movies the way that Netflix does. They are hand-selecting overlooked and underloved indie and foreign films and they're even getting into the distribution game with titles like Azor and Sweat and What Do We See When We Look at the Sky which I believe was a Gotham Award nominee this year. Uh, just today before we recorded they announced that they acquired The Match Factory which will give them uh, access to an even bigger catalog of beloved foreign films Ooh. like Tony Erdmann and Drive My Car. Damn. So, you know, a lot of quality on movie. It's the also the only one of these streaming services to launch their own theater-going program with Movie Go, where you can sign up for the streaming service and get access to one movie in theaters per week, uh, according to their uh, you know rotating selection. So a pretty cool thing that is hopefully going to be rolling out into more cities in 2022. I think it's only available in New York right now. Movie at 10.99 per month is still more expensive than a basic Netflix plan at $8.99 per month, although Netflix's plans go up to $17.99. Art, are you going to show Mubi any love here, or is it is it just chum for the Netflix waters? I mean, I, I do show Mubi a lot of love because everything that you described is something that would go up against another one that we have on here, which is the Criterion Collection. And I'm almost like, the way mm-hmm. you described Mubi, if it was going up Criterion, like I thought that one was set and I had a lot of positives. What movie's doing is really cool. They went from being the yeah. service that only had 30 movies and every day one would leave and a new one would enter and that was the way they did things. I'm very intrigued how they're going to uh, expand this plan that they have. I think they need to you know, move it to more cities so then that way more people start signing up for the service. But I agree with you 100%. Some of the best curations that they have there. Let's not forget, Cons was theirs. They picked up damn near everything out of Cons this last mm-hmm. year. In a couple of years, I think they're really going to be a player in the game. I know that they've swept a, a lot of YouTubers. They're really good in that integration space as well with sponsoring mm-hmm. and supporting YouTubers uh, with ads. But I'm keep it a buck. It's Netflix. It's Netflix. It's Netflix. Yeah. Like Netflix is not just picking up uh, a bunch of content and movies uh, and TV shows. They are also picking up stuff that movie would be holding. You know, they do have mm-hmm. one of your favorite movies from last year, The Disciple. They have the, the Scorsese flicks. They have a bunch of movies from directors who would also be on movie. Movie is specifically curated for the film connoisseur. They still have things to enjoy on Netflix, whereas I'm sure other family members of the film connoisseur will be like, I ain't watching the stuff that's on movie. Uh, so for that, obviously it has to be Netflix, but I think we do this bracket again next year, and I'm rooting for movie. I hope it can do do a lot of good things. Same, man. You know, uh, movie is pretty, being pretty aggressive on their uh, pickups, and hopefully it's going to just grow, grow for them. in the yeah. next year. Yeah, yeah. But... I think you're right. I think we all got to go with Netflix in that first matchup. Getting into the eight versus nine matchup, an interesting pair here. We have Discovery Plus going up against Apple TV Plus. 
Discovery Plus has 20 million subscribers. It's a surprisingly Insane. big platform, yeah. even though they don't have, you know, necessarily the big hit TV shows or blockbuster movies. What they do have are home improvement shows, nature documentaries, true crime investigations, everything from Jip, Chip and Joanna Games to diners, drive-ins, and dives. And all of it for just $6.99 a month. Ooh. Compared to Apple TV Plus, which hasn't yet released their subscriber numbers, but thanks to those free trials that they were given out with every new yeah. Apple device purchased, a lot of people had or have access to Apple TV Plus. Uh, maybe this is just a little bit of inside baseball, but when it comes to their app uh, and their screeners app particularly, it is very easy to interact with, a very, very good user interface. They've had a lot of years practicing on Apple TVs. Mm -hmm. Apple TV Plus right now is only $4.99 a month. That's sort of an interesting question because it does not seem like that is a price point that is sustainable when you're making shows like The Morning Show and uh, Foundation and, and even more of these big shows that are set to come. But TV is not how Apple makes its money. Mm -hmm. right. So. Right. They, that might be an affordable streaming service for at least a few more years. Elliot, yep. where would you land between <sighs> Apple TV Plus and Discovery Plus? So looking at this bracket, I think this is the toughest first round matchup right now because price point mm -hmm. very similar, like you mentioned, four ninety nine and six ninety nine. Um, but also the thing that I, I like about Discovery Plus is it's it's that comfort streaming app. It's the the app for work for home, uh, you know, uh, parents that that keep their kids mm -hmm. and you know watch their kids at home it's the if i were a dentist i and if they if i had to pick a streaming service as the play on my tvs while my patients are waiting to get their teeth clean is discovery right. plus because it has all the stuff you mentioned <laughs> from cooking food to fixing your house Hell's i mean this kitchen. is the comfort yep. yes this is the dentist number one streaming app in the world if i'm sure of it but <laughs> you know apple comes i think it's so underrated man i think the content they they to me are the the company that does the quality over quantity they have great quality yes. television programming they're having big directors and actors and everyone that wants to make a show or movie on their platform so this is this is a tough one for me I got to go with Apple because that, that price, that four ninety nine price, like Art said, that price will not be staying uh, for the foreseeable future. But for right now, when we talked about bang for your buck, I think it's Apple TV Plus. But Discovery Plus, man, they're doing some big things. Discovery helped HBO. Uh, like, how yeah, embarrassing yeah. is that? <laughs> yeah. Very true. That's Very insane. True. Uh, yeah, no, I know Discovery is probably the one that's making the most amount of money. They're, they probably have the craziest watch hours because of the content that they have. They have already cracked the moat that in all of their uh, home improvement or food network ch stuff, they're not even making new episodes. They're just bringing the contestants to rewatch the old episodes and catching their reactions like... It has come completely full circle from the YouTube copyright days of, of reacting to things that now actually being the content. Discovery is just going to continue to grow. But I, I agree with Elliot and also to piggyback off something that Zach had said uh, earlier, which you both hit on perfectly. HBO used to be that. And I still love HBO, but mm -hmm. HBO used to be that thing that you knew if it had those three letters on it, it was going to be quality content. Mm -hmm. But with the Max label, we'll get to that, it changed a little bit. Apple does seem to have that, that when they're putting something out, even if it's not for you, they're at least putting out something that they're standing behind. Zach had mentioned yeah. how out of all of these services, one thing that we appreciate behind the scenes is that 
it's not just the easiest to be able to access their screeners. You don't even have to ask for them. How we were talking about sometimes we go to the screener app and <laughs> that's our breaking news in learning about some of these shows. But they're in 4K also. They're streaming in the yeah. best possible quality. It is very easy. I am going with Apple TV. And I think they're going to have that price point for a little bit because where they're really making their money, and this is what we were mentioning earlier, is that there's also a secret device wars that's happening. It's not just the streaming wars. This is the, the device wars. Apple doesn't just want you to watch their shows. You are watching their shows on the Apple TV app that includes Apple TV Plus if you're on your Apple TV. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they want you to sign up for everything else through them because as I'm sure most people know, Apple takes 30%. So if you get Prime through Apple, however much you're paying for Prime, Apple gets to pocket 30. You're doing Netflix through them, they get to pocket that. That's why there's this really big debate right now on a lot of these streaming services not wanting to be on a device, not wanting mm -hmm. to be through these different channels. Uh, and right now, Apple, Hulu, and Prime are the ones who, who's, who right from the jump knew that. Hey, get these other streaming services as a bundle underneath us. They're already yeah. playing the cable game. And I think Apple, in my opinion, may be winning it. I mean, they, they've got their hardware in so many stores that are not ho stores homes that yeah. they've got such a leg up and even if you go into apple tv plus right now you know you see content from netflix and stuff too because they're trying to be that they're hub. trying to be that it's it, it's definitely gave them a big leg up we look we're all movie guys we're all tv guys we're all we're all we're all content guys of course we're gonna go with apple tv plus here but if my mom was in charge of this bracket <laughs> Discovery Plus might go all the way, but I think I think we're going to let Apple TV Plus win this round. In our next matchup, it is Peacock versus Paramount Plus. Peacock had 54 million signups as of July. I feel like it sometimes gets forgotten, but it is one of the bigger players in the streaming world. Mm-hmm. I will say the app is very confusing to use. I constantly find myself not knowing where to go for the thing that I want. But I will give them props for not just being named Universal Plus. On the other <laughs> hand, <laughs> on the other hand, Paramount Plus has 47 million global subscribers to the various Viacom CBS platforms. I don't know if it's all been streamlined yet into Paramount they don't know Plus why number, <laughs> And, and uh, Paramount Plus kind of getting their legs under them still. They, In terms of their 2021 releases, they had that SpongeBob movie. They had that Paw Patrol movie. They have Mayor of Kingstown as they work on it, doing the extended Taylor Sheridan universe. Um, also interesting about Paramount Plus and the whole Viacom streaming mm -hmm. uh, adventure, or venture is that they have Pluto TV, another one of these free TV services mm -hmm. that is sort of underneath Paramount Plus and is available at that free tier if you don't want to play the currently $4.99 per month that Paramount Plus is. Great Speaking point. of price points that are definitely going to go up in the near future. I didn't mention Peacock. Peacock has three price tiers, free with commercials, mm -hmm. $4.99 with some commercials, or $9.99 ad-free. Elliot, where would you go between Peacock and Paramount Plus? Ooh, this is uh, the battle of the, of the two P's. Um, Peacock to me again. The, the navigation is again it's just the little things that count. It's it's a, it's not the easiest to navigate, which is a, a big no. thing, uh, especially when you're in the mood of trying to find something. It, it doesn't make it easier to find things on that app. You get very tired. You just fall asleep after ten minutes. Uh, but I will <laughs> say for Paramount Plus. 
just tying that into the conversation as far as films. We all know the whole 45-day window thing is becoming you know, paramount for the next, you know, foreseeable future. And, and knowing that you have a, you know, Fast and Furious 10 coming out next year, available in 45 mm-hmm. days, you know, you have the, the, the uh, whether it be, you know, the next Mission Impossible or, you know, uh, Top Gun Maverick, it, that idea yeah. of like, I'm not still comfortable going to the theater. I can wait a month and a half or two uh, before I can see it at home on my 65-inch 4K TV. So that, that to me, is, is, a, is a big thing uh, when it comes to the streaming war is not only am I able to watch my favorite shows, but the new releases. So that, to me, gives it a bit of an edge over Peacock, which uh, the IPs that they have established are fine, but I think Paramount Plus is going to be the one that's going to end up on top between those two. Peacock does have a lot in its catalog uh, that uh, Paramount is still trying to work on building up. Paramount, uh, as has been widely reported, did some weird business in selling off the streaming rights to South Park over on HBO Max, to Yellowstone over on Peacock, and now they're working to try and bring all that stuff back. Uh, Meanwhile, Peacock knew what they were doing. They got The Office back off of Netflix. That is uh, currently their most streamed show. Their second most streamed show is Yellowstone. They What's that? The super fan episodes? They just added two or three scenes to each episode. So yep. you have to go go oh, and go wow. watch the episodes to see which one has added scenes. Genius. <laughs> Genius. That is pretty cool. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh so I would I would personally go with Peacock right now. But what about you, Art? Where would you go between Peacock and Paramount Plus? Listen, Zach. I hate Viacom with a passion. I think that they are absolute buffoons. They tried suing YouTube, got caught, ending up uploading to YouTube because they saw how much it was helping their channels. We've come to the point where all of these streaming services have the backings of of studios, besides Netflix, obviously. You know, Disney has their own. Universal is Peacock. Paramount is Paramount Plus, obviously. They're so dumb, they couldn't even come up with a name. That's why they just added the plus. If y'all remember, it was it was uh, what, CBS All Access, and then they still had CBS All Access while they had Paramount. I do agree with you, Elliot. The best thing that they have is that they are, in 45 days, the stuff's going yep. straight there. Pick or choose sometimes, because uh, I don't think F9 went on there, but A Quiet Place did. It's this yeah. really yes. weird thing where they are, depending on the box office of the movie, and if the box mm-hmm. office of the movie doesn't reach a certain point, then it goes directly there. But Peacock's just smarter. Peacock has what is it the uh trolls and the new sing movie up for 24.99 just to rent i think they are moving smarter i think stealing yellowstone from them was genius Mm. they put up both screen movies because there's a new screen movie out right now they move so well and i've been observing them for the past year because i've been i've seen so many investors and and analysts say oh peacock's not gonna last i was like nah you don't even know what you're talking about who had the olympics last year who has all these sports? Things? Who has the Premier League, Zach? They are focused on way more than what anybody else thinks. Uh, mm-hmm. I also love that for Peacock and Paramount, because that would be CBS and NBC, they stream their channels live. Uh, and they've been really good with that. And that includes a lot of sports coverage, which they were able to get a deal with, because uh, we'll have a little sports talk in a little bit. There's a lot more fees mm-hmm. that come with that. Uh, that was something that YouTube yeah. TV dealt with, where they didn't want to pay specific fees, and thus they got stripped of everything. Peacock, I think, is handling it to a degree that they haven't come in and punched like – I don't think we've seen the best of them yet. But the way that they're working in the background right now, I have to go Peacock. But I agree with you all. Their service is terrible right now. But I, I'm banking on Universal. I'm telling you. Yeah. They made enough off of copyright claims yeah, I- that, that they got their service ready. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, I think though the things that Elliot are, is saying are, will be reflected when we look at Paramount Plus in the future. Like they they were a little bit late to pulling all their content together, but they're set to have a lot more going for them in 2022 and into the future. So you mentioned the free thing too. For Paramount, it's right. separate. For Peacock, it's right. already integrated already, within yep. the service. It's <clears throat> a good point. All right, our next matchup is between Tubi and Disney Plus. Uh, a big David and Goliath in the bracket. Art, this is your chance. Please I'm preach the rebel. word of Tubi. Of Tubi. <laughs> it's Tubi. I understand what Disney is. Y'all are paying for that ability to be able to be on the hype. And you pay that $6.99 when that episode costs $3.99 to own. <laughs> and you're getting like one a week. I understand Disney Plus. I do. It should win. But I'm going to go for Tubi for this reason and this reason only. We have now split between SVODs, PVODs, and AVODs. That just means is it streaming? Are you paying for it? Or are you watching ads? They have made so much money. Tubi, uh, along with Roku, Roku bought Quibi. And in the first week of Roku buying Quibi, they got three times more views than all of Quibi did for its shows the entire time they were running. Yep. People are willing to sit through ads. It's just the case if they don't have to pay for it. I mean, how many people have Hulu? Still has ads. Paramount, Peacock, they still have mm-hmm. ads. They are paying money for stuff, and it still has ads. Obviously, that's for the premiere thing. But a lot of people don't mind waiting. And I think the amount of content that Tubi has, I find myself always, like in a monthly wrap-up or whatnot, mentioning the stuff that uh, Tubi is, is hosting I'm sorry, I'm going to go with Tubi. And Tubi picks up some new stuff here and there. And they're working on original content. I swear by Tubi. <laughs> Elliot, Tubi has 33 million monthly active Ooh. users. Are wow. you going to tell, wow. tell all of them that they're Tubi. wrong? <laughs> Look, Art made a good, good argument there, man. But, I mean, let's be honest. It's, it's the mouse. It's the mouse. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Disney has some shares in Tubi and <laughs> some deals in the works Probably. to just take them over as they're doing the world. But you made some good stuff there, Art. But, again, it, it comes back to, you know, in today's society you know our phones our tablets how i'm gonna keep my kids busy how am i gonna you know get back to that that <laughs> feeling of of feeling like a kid again it's disney plus it has all the stuff we grew up on on is continuing the legacy of the star wars of the marvel of the world the original you know just 10 minutes before we went live uh tim allen's coming back to play santa claus on the disney plus Wait, series what? Right. so yes so it's it's doing stuff like that pixar's gonna change his answer <laughs> yeah, pixar movies are going straight to disney plus now which I don't sucks like that, but though. you know having that yeah i'm not a fan of that as well uh but it, it's disney man it's disney plus again tubi's doing his thing but disney plus is the mouse i can't say nothing the mouse yeah you're right i mean look i'm i'm not an mcu guy I'm not a Star Wars guy. The biggest I'm, I'm not even really like a Disney animated person guy. And yet there's still some stuff for me on Disney Plus, you yeah. know? Like I I go and I go and I dive into those Simpsons archives or I I check out the latest Pixar movie cuz I am a Pixar fan as much as I'm not a fan of that strategy. Like I I'm still going to watch them cuz I I want to watch the movies. I I really do like Tubi is a really cool service and I I Use it a lot more. I might even I might even use it more than Disney Plus. But Tubi? I, I just think Tubi, yeah, because I'm not I don't spend that much time on Disney Plus. I'm telling you, bro. But but like I don't know. Maybe I'm just a 
into the hype. I, I gotta, I gotta catch the new episode when it drops on Wednesday at midnight or something. I don't know, man. I, I, I'll go Disney Plus here. When Disney costs ninety nine ninety nine, documentaries too, man. They got the risk, the rescue. <laughs> Y'all will see that too, be. <laughs> yeah. Uh. When y'all have an installment payments on Disney Plus, you will come back to Tubi. <laughs> Our next matchup is Crunchyroll versus the Criterion Collection. Now, Crunchyroll, I was surprised to learn, has 120 million registered users. Yes, sir. Which sounds like a huge amount uh, until you realize only 5 million of them are paid subscribers, but still. People are registered and watching anime through Crunchyroll. It's a huge platform, the best platform, undoubtedly, if mm-hmm. that is the type of content that you're looking for. On the other hand, Criterion Collection, which is not developing their own uh, originals aside from some of those special features that you get on different Criterion uh, DVDs, ha- is like a cinephile's dream with their access to deep filmographies from classic filmmakers and iconic films from around the world, black and white and color from, uh, from ages ago or more recently. Uh, it's really kind of just which niche fandom exactly. are you more interested in? Elliot, I don't know. Are you a, are you a classic movies guy or an anime guy? Classic movies. Are you neither guy? Well, I would say if I yeah. were to choose between the two, it's definitely classic movies. Uh, Crunchyroll, I, I have so many friends that are just steeped in the yeah. lore of animes and mangas, and I just I want to get into the world. I just haven't had the proper guidance Time? to get into that universe. Time, exactly, exactly, yeah. man. The, 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 I hear so many people talking about so many great animes that's out right now, Attack of Titans and Demon Slayers and all that different stuff, but I just yeah. haven't put the foot into the water quite yet. But when it comes back to just, again, that <laughs> the nostalgia, the the classic films, the films that we that get underappreciated, I think uh, you know Criterion has that. It's, you said it perfectly, Zach. It's the the niche. It's the which you know which niche do you find and appreciate yeah. more. And it, for me, it's Criterion. But I cannot ignore that uh, anime is is where it's at. And Crunchyroll having that availability is huge. But I think I'm mm-hmm. gonna go with the underdog with uh, Criterion on this one. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's just going to be the case for all three of us. That's just where our preferences, preferences lie, yeah, and yeah. like, it, it's not so much be Crunchyroll's fault. Like, somebody else is going to be somebody else is going to be voting. Else's and, number uh, one, yeah, yeah, it might be their number one. But, but uh, the fact they go ninety five five shows you how much money they're making because they're making more money off of people watching an exuberant amount of ads than them paying the price. That's crazy. Right. Yeah. Interestingly, I, I realized when I matched them up, both cost ninety nine ninety nine for a year. Criterion mm. costs one dollar more per month, but if you do that yearly package, they're interchangeable. So it really is like which fandom are you allegiant to? <laughs> All right, our next matchup is between HBO Max and the Shutter AMC Plus Sundance Now package you can get all three of those streaming services for a lowly 8.99 per month which is pretty cool because it's uh, access to a bunch of different stuff AMC plus you get some really great TV shows including they had the North Water last mm-hmm. year Gangs of London the year before that mm-hmm. on Sundance now they've got some interesting indie films and a few shows of their own like uh, the little drummer girl which I've heard really great reviews of and then Shudder is just 
every horror fan's dream service. They've got an endless supply of gore and slasher and, and whatever you need. Stuff like Psycho Goreman or Fried Berry that we've talked about on Intercut. Woodland's Dark and Days Bewitched maybe the best documentary of last year. Uh, Hellbender, a really cool movie from Fantasia that's coming out early in 2022 on Shudder. Uh, and all of that for just $8.99 a month in that bundle. Whereas on HBO Max, they've got nearly 70 million global subscribers and that HBO brand name art. Where do you go between HBO Max and the AMC Plus bundle? HBO Max. I know Shudder's got it going, but like for the other ones, you had mentioned some shows on AMC and Sundance. Instead of paying for that mm-hmm. monthly, like you could just buy it. Just buy because the amount of shows that yeah. they come up with, it's like it's two a year that I want to see. I might as well just buy that. Uh, whereas while Shudder is fantastic, all the horror that you're finding there, you're bound to also have it on HBO. Plus the HBO series that people are hyped for. Yeah. All the they have the event things that people are coming in for weekly. Uh, last year's deal was fantastic, and even though they're not doing it this year, you know that once that HBO movie plays in theaters, it'll come home to HBO Max. All the DC stuff. So I hope it, I hope that package grows, but HBO Max right now. Elliot, you're gonna go the same way. Yeah, it's it's HBO for me as well. Uh, we'll you know with it moving on, we'll get more into the depth of my of my fandom of HBO's general. But uh, <laughs> you know, like Art said, man, uh, with being a horror fan, I remember where it, you know Shutter first came out. I was like beyond excited to see all yeah, these insane. obscure horror films and you know things that go under the rug and kind of missed out. So I, I love that, and I feel so bad for AMC because it, it was the Breaking Bad days. It was when right. uh, you know Walking Dead and Mad Men were just killing the the TV ratings, but unfortunately. Those days are kind of behind. I know they do have some great original content, but it does make me a little sad yeah. that it, it used to be, you know, in the conversation with HBO, but yeah, uh, times yeah. have changed. They gave it to Netflix yeah. instead of building the streaming service early. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah, probably the number one thing they uh, they would regret now. But they are working on building that content back up. Uh, they recently partnered with Vertical so that they are going to get some first-run movies. I think Silent Night, that uh, Kieran Knightley one, is uh, available on AMC+. And uh, they're going to have some more in- heading into 2022. So, again, maybe this is one that will grow in the next year and uh, be a bigger contender then. Our next matchup is between two of the services available in the Disney bundle. It's Hulu versus ESPN+. Plus. Hulu has f- almost 40 million subscribers, and aside from the slew of second-run cable TV shows, you got their, uh, a bunch of great indie movies and stuff like that on the service, but they've also started picking up their own films. Back in 2020, Palm Springs was a huge hit. They're uh, developing some of their own shows, stuff like uh, Pen15 is one of my favorite comedies. ESPN Plus, on the other hand, hard to argue against them as uh, anything but the worldwide leader in sports. I guess that's that's why they've given themselves that name. Uh, but they're also trying to do some more than just give you basic sports content. They are into these documentary, burgeoning documentary field. There's the original series, Tom Brady's Man in the Arena, that they've been hyping up a lot now. And one of our favorites, Theo Anthony, has uh, a short on the service Fantastic. as well that I highly, highly recommend. Elliot, I know you're a sports guy. Would you go with ESPN Plus over Hulu, though? You know, I'll say this about Hulu. They, as you mentioned, the last 2020 uh, with uh, Palm Springs was a great original film. There's another Pete Davidson film that's slipping my mind right now that I really enjoyed. Um, big Time Adolescence. Big Time Adolescence. Thank you. Thank you. I really enjoyed you like that. like that movie. 
the original shows they offer have have caught my eye. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the Pam and Tommy uh, uh, series. I'm surprised it wasn't turned yeah. into a movie, but I'm uh, just from the the the, uh, the the effects, the practical effects they use on Lily James alone is just intriguing enough uh, <laughs> to to make me tune in. So I do appreciate Hulu Plus, but as a kid that grew up in the world of sports, football and basketball, it's literally what I watch before I go to bed. It's what I watch when I wake up in the morning. So, and, and, and being such, I'm not as ingrained in sports as I used to be, but it's still, it's just like watching ESPN. It's just, it's just a feeling that brings, you know, I got my, 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 my protein shake and my cereal. It's just something <laughs> I like to watch, you know? So I, I'm going to go with ESPN mm-hmm. with this one, just being a, a sports fanatic. And also, like you mentioned, the docs that they have there are great as well. Mm-hmm. You know, watching, I'm a big, going back to being from Chicago, you know, having the, the, the hey. documentary with uh, the Bulls and all that. That was like must-see TV. Uh, so I'll, I'll go with ESPN. But I do, I respect Hulu. I respect them. All right. Art, where are you going to go? I would like ESPN because they have their 30 for 30s. I mean, they have the whole collection there, but they don't let you watch the ESPN live games. That is where they're dropping the ball. They are also going to have competition with, uh, I don't know how it's pronounced, the uh, D-A-Z-N one? Dazen? Dazen? Um, yeah. The Zone, come up. weirdly. Oh, The Zone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so, wow. <laughs> the Zone, okay. Uh, we'll remember yeah. that from now on. They have a big Sundance one coming out right now, La Guerra Civil, that's directed by La Guerra uh, Civil. Eva yeah. Longoria. She's going to be doing that one. So they're working on also having live content uh, for sports and then also you know, documentary style stuff. So I'm going to be interested to see how that competition goes. But for right now, I'm only going to go Hulu, not just because of uh, the shows and what they have going on, but you can get ESPN plus on Hulu. You can't get Hulu on ESPN plus. That's a great point. Interesting. Interesting (laughs) argument. It's, it's really hard to even compare these two because you're getting just such different content. Yeah. Part of me is inclined to go ESPN here because it is the service that I definitely use more. But like, I, I don't know. It, it's a movies and TV podcast, yeah. so maybe maybe <laughs> it's just better to go Hulu so we can talk about Hulu. Yeah, um, and it, yeah I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's it's it could go either way. Maybe the real answer is the Disney bundle, but I'll go Hulu here. <laughs> All right, our last first round matchup is between Showtime Anytime or is it just Showtime and Amazon Prime Video Showtime is available for $10.99 a month and they've got a whole bunch of interesting TV shows from uh, Your Honor to Yellow Jackets which Art and I have been watching a lot of recently Uh, they've got a show called Super Pumped which is about Uber starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Kyle Chandler and Uma Thurman coming soon They've also got an interesting deal with A24 where they're going to be running some of their films. Mm. They got uh, The Humans Day and Date. That's one of my favorite movies from last year. They're streaming Zola right now as well. Amazon, on the other hand, is one of the biggest companies in the world. And in April of 2021, Jeff Bezos said that more than 175 million Amazon Prime members had streamed shows or movies from the service in the past year. (laughs) Maybe maybe just for 15 minutes, but... uh, uh, Prime memberships are twelve ninety nine per month, but only eight ninety nine per month if you just want to do the video and not the whole Amazon package. Any anybody want to go Showtime here, or are we all going with uh, Amazon? I think Art go Amazon, but Showtime's good. You're right. The A twenty four deal is great. It yeah. is hands down 
the worst to navigate. Y'all were venting about Peacock yes. and Paramount. Yeah. It is hands man. down the worst to navigate. It's pretty bad. There is your list is on the side, <clears throat> and then you can't click on the thing. It'll play the episode, then you have to press menu to see the other episodes. They have a porn section just out in the open called After Dark <laughs> right there. There's no accounts yep. you can share at all. So. <laughs> Damn it, Showtime. They, they just made it by this much over stars. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon's UI isn't that much better. It's not, to, to be honest, though. True. And you'd think, sure. you'd think, given that they're like a gigantic te- technology company, that it, it might so compete with Netflix. Friendly. Yeah, you're trying yeah. to watch Invincible into buying socks. I feel you, but still, it's better than <laughs> Showtime's. Damn it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of cool stuff on Showtime. Uh, don't yeah. do, they deserve a spot in this 16? But they do. But it's maybe not in the final eight. Yeah. I agree. I used to look at Showtime back in the day as like the the little cousin of HBO with a with a exactly. real content, but yeah, yeah. they you know billions. And I know the revival of Dexter. And back when I used to watch Dexter a lot, that was my go to. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't watch Showtime as often as I used to. You know how you can tell that Showtime is actually like it's important in the in the industry is the upcoming Los Angeles Lakers show from mm-hmm. Adam McKay and John C. Riley. Mm-hmm. They switched the name from Showtime <laughs> to Winning Time. To avoid that confusion. Confusion, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we'll get into the second round in just a moment, but we would like to thank the Intercutie Plus members who are our Patreon patrons supporting the show. They are Jessica, Tim, Garrett, Ewan, Tushar, Cademan, Connor, and of course the producer level patron known only as Awkward. Thanks again for the support and a reminder that you two can become a member of the Intercutie Plus team over at patreon.com slash intercutpod where you can sign up for patron benefits like early access to intercut episode outlines, access to private channels on the intercut discord, which is available in the description link down below and an invitation to our monthly patron Google meetings where you can come yell at art and I for our bad takes and uh, tell us why Crunchyroll deserved to win this bracket. Art, what's your favorite part of supporting shows on Patreon? My favorite part about supporting the show on Patreon is that every month we get to test y'all cinema knowledge, argue about movies face to face. Because, you know, the comments, that's one thing. You don't, you don't know if we're going to read it. But when we're right in front of you, you could be like, listen here, bub. Uh, plus, it helps us make the show. With all of the content that we're going to be covering, not just with all, with all these streaming services, it, it goes directly back into these right here. It helps pay for these. It helps pay for the Sundance uh, festivals and everything else. And the best part is just talking to you. Exactly. All right. We are going to get back into this bracket with our second round it's Netflix versus Apple TV Plus in the first mm. matchup. Netflix, which had such hit shows in 2021 as You, Money Heist, and Squid Game. Such blockbuster movies as Red Notice, Army of the Dead, and The Mitchells versus The Machines. Oscar contenders like The Power of the Dog, The Lost Daughter, Don't Look Up. Versus Apple TV Plus, which had The Shrink Next Door, Foundation, The Morning Show Season 2, uh, beloved comedies like Mythic Quest and Ted Lasso, and some Oscar contenders of its own in Coda, which was the largest acquisition out of Sundance ever, and The Tragedy of Macbeth. Elliot. 
I'm going to yeah, make man. you make the hard decision first. Are you going quality or quantity? Ooh, that is a the question of all questions, especially when it comes to these streaming apps. Uh, man, what do we say about Apple TV Plus? I think the, the, the thing that it has against it right now is when it comes to those shows you mentioned, uh, Foundation, Ted Lasso's of the World, which I think word of mouth definitely uh, brought that show to life, uh, and deservingly so. Marketing. I, I feel like the marketing for Apple TV Plus is such mm. a enemy right now on that service because they have so much great programming, and that's where Netflix wins to me because it's just like two weeks before it drops, it, it, it catches the zeitgeist, it catches the Twitter feeds, it catches the Instagrams, it has its big movie stars, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, Gal Gadot, Ryan Reynolds, on their platforms preaching, hey, go check out this movie, and it becomes the most you know watched streaming movie of all time, so... Although I do love the the quality that Apple TV Plus has, I just don't think they're yelling in the microphone loud enough to get people on their platform to watch the amazing stuff that they have out there. So mm-hmm. I got to go with number one right now, which is Netflix. But listen, Apple, if you can get that advertising going and continue to put out the great products you do, you know well, they might be taking the reins in a couple of years. But right now, I still got to go with Netflix. <laughs> They paid like $25 billion for Coda and yeah. barely put a trailer out on TV. They saved all that money Art, for the they, they FYC our, ads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Art, they did one of our favorite documentaries, Boys State, a little bit dirty. Are you going to hold that against Apple TV Plus? Or uh, are you excited about the future? They've got they've got an Alfonso Cuaron movie coming in 2022. Cool. They've got a yeah. Scorsese yeah. movie coming in 2022. They've got... Uh, Phil, a Lord and Miller show coming in 2022, a Jason Siegel show. Good for them. When those get here, we'll talk again. Uh, in the meantime, I know that we were talking about quantity over quality, but in that quality, yes, there is a lot of poop. But damn, you mentioned some great quant- quality in Netflix. Power of the Dog, one of my yep. favorite movies of the year. Uh, you had shows. I think that's the one thing. You have things that come out of Netflix that explode, that are not uh, connected to a big star power. Everything that's coming out of HBO, bless it, and Disney, it's meant to be big. No one expected Squid Game to be big. Yeah. No one expects the cringy stuff that blows up. Like, only Netflix is doing that for unknown things. Mm -hmm. Here's a question for you guys. Do you think Squid Game could have happened on any other service? No, and you know it, too. You Find it within you. You know it to be true. Only through Netflix. Mm Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, I mean, as much as Netflix might frustrate me at times and as much as I'm trying to develop my brand as Apple TV Plus's number one fanboy, I think I think Netflix still has it beat here. All right, we're going with Peacock versus Disney Plus in our next matchup. Peacock, as you mentioned, are they do have some sports options as well and in 2022 they'll be getting the winter olympics which is a a pretty big deal to some yeah. folks disney disney plus on the other hand is coming into the new year with another pixar movie turning red planning to uh be released on the platform the mandalorian season three as well as some other star wars shows the uh, obi-wan kenobi show i think is set for later this year mm-hmm. and uh miss marvel some more marvel shows coming to disney plus as well so Elliot, where are you going to go between Peacock and Disney Plus? This is this is where it comes down to the fandom of the IPs. And um, yes, Peacock, big sports fan. Uh, don't watch the Olympics that much, but I know globally. I mean, it's you know obviously all the eyes are watching that. But going back to just me being a fan of of Marvel and Star Wars, you mentioned Obi Wan Kenobi, Zach. I mean that that has to be the most for a Star Wars fan like myself. That has to be the most exciting 
new up-and-coming project that they have announced in the last few years. I cannot wait to see Obi, one Kenobi, and Darth Vader another round. <laughs> Can't wait. And Deborah Chow is an incredible uh, director, so I'm really excited for that. But And also, to being ingrained in Marvel. I mean, the shows they got coming out this year, uh, and particularly Moon Knight, sign me up. Really looking forward to it. So, But I will not neglect yeah. what Art said in round one with Peacock. A lot of great things to be said about that uh, streaming platform. You know they had they had the day in day out with with Halloween Kills and I imagine mm-hmm. they'll still have some integrations with the movies being available in, in that forty five day window. Uh, but again, it's the mouse and uh, you know they have a sniper right in front of me right now, so I can't go get <laughs> for this round right now. I agree. With what about you, Art? No, I agree with Elliot. It's it has to be Disney Plus. Like uh, you had mentioned, Halloween Kills, right? That came out same day and date. People still kind of went to go see it in the theater. I think yeah. Universal still has its foot so much in theaters that that's why the, a lot of their content is struggling at the moment. Right now, their biggest mm-hmm. acquisitions would be stealing from other shows uh, as they build up their sports. For a lot of other people, the bundle is already in that Disney, Hulu, ESPN. So they're getting their sports already in there uh, when they're getting their Disney+. Plus For people outside of the U.S., like Zach was saying earlier, they don't just have their family content. They get the rated R content within their Disney+, Plus uh, also. And when they do a release in theaters, Eternals is back on the platform now, just like Shang-Chi was. It mm-hmm. explodes again. I don't think any yeah. other service is doing that. Like, yeah. HBO, once the Good movies point. are coming back, several have come back. Like, when Judas and the Black Messiah came back, Malignant is going to come back. They fizzled out in their first go. Like, when Space Jam came back, no one was talking yeah. about it in the second yep. resurgence. Disney has found That's a way to point. do that every time they put it back on their service. So, yeah, they're just going to grow. It's Disney versus Universal. For sure. Yeah, it's going to be Disney. <laughs> For sure. I do want to shout out uh, the comedy programming on Peacock. Like, I think comedies don't get as much love from the streaming services, but sure. they have made a lot of really interesting ones. I liked Girls 5 Eva a lot. I, I liked We Are Lady Parts. I liked MacGruber more recently. I think that's, that one's hilarious. So uh, I, I'm glad that they're continuing that NBC tradition of making those really fun half hours. Mm-hmm. And I hope that they can continue. Maybe that can be kind of like a little carve, uh, carved out space they can make for themselves is maybe Good the place point. for those half hour comedies. Yep. Next matchup is between probably the two best streaming services right now to watch classic movies. HBO Max, which has got that whole TCM collection, and Criterion Collection, uh, which has got that whole Criterion Collection. Uh, And, you know, it's a little bit hard to match these two up, given that one is producing new content and has the content library, and the other just has the content library. Art, I think you mentioned earlier the biggest thing going for Criterion uh, against maybe all the other services is they do have that that plethora of special features and commentaries and mm-hmm. ways to dive deeper on those classic films. Are you going to take it over HBO Max, though? Goodbye, Criterion. My final words for you is I appreciate <laughs> you giving film school to students, to, to, yep. to anybody who wants it for $8.99. It is not just the movies. You curate a watch list, a schedule for people to watch mm-hmm. double headers on. It is a beautiful thing you release every month. They do have like one new release that they pick up from a festival, but it's the extra features. It's you're really diving in and teaching people the ins and outs from directors and critics and everything. I love you for that. HBO Max. Has to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll go with HBO Max in yeah. that matchup. But uh, if you were a film student, you should go with Criterion. Beautiful favorite that Art just gave us there. Great, great <laughs> final words for uh, RIP. 
Um, our last matchup of the Elite Eight is Hulu versus Amazon Prime. Uh, Hulu, as as uh, Elliot mentioned, they, they've got Pam and Tommy coming up in 2022, as well as a bunch of other TV shows. How I Met Your Father is premiering uh, very soon, or may have just premiered. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazon, on the other hand, has some pretty big plans for 2022, yeah. including the return of shows like The Boys, Invincible, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and oh, oh yeah, the long-awaited Lord of the Ooh. Rings series finally it? coming around. Uh, yeah. Art, it, 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 does Hulu have anything against Amazon right now? I mean, how much y'all like Handmaidens? Because that's really the discussion we're having here, guys. <laughs> uh, I think it's Prime. Uh, another thing about Prime is we were talking about the IMD, IMBD TV feature that they have, which is yep. that is their free service. And while you're on the website, it pretty much just takes you to the IMDb TV free ad watch space. They also own IMDb, which is another thing. So whenever you're on IMDb and you're like, damn, they're really pushing this show from Prime. Hello. (laughs) That would be the reason why. I think I have found myself loving a lot more uh, the shows from Prime. Yet I completely forgot about Mrs. Maisel. I love Maisel. I love Invincible. And... I don't think they've really hit it big with a lot of these shows that they spend a lot of money on. I don't know how The Wheel in Time is doing, if any of y'all are checking that one out. But I know no. they want um, Thrones-level success with uh, Lord of the Rings. That would be the only thing to change my mind. <laughs> I have not seen a pressure on a, on a, a service more than what Prime's about to go through with hmm. this show. Yeah, I'm going Prime. You know, the only thing here is that I feel like Prime puts out a lot of things that are, are kind of mid. Um, you know, if you look at their whole selection of movies from 2021 with stuff like Electrical Life of Lewis Wayne, The Tomorrow War, yeah. uh, Cinderella, which is mm-hmm. a little bit worse than mid. At least they get people uh, to talk. It's, it's true. I guess, maybe. Because yeah. the advertisement's on the packaging. <laughs> well, they also sometimes just like drop a show and don't give it the love that they should. Like, hello, you have 10 hours of beautiful Barry Jenkins content. Like, please let me know that small the Underground X. Railroad is available out there to watch. Small X, small X could not get an ad yeah. for Small but X. they have them, well, I don't. I don't understand it. They have them, though, and that's um, what I am judging, that they right. have the quality content there. But I agree with yeah. you, the ads. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. And and Hulu does have like a it does have all those second run cable shows. Mm-hmm. It does Biggest have uh, all those neon movies. I would argue maybe mm. Hulu Hulu is the better free service mm. of the two. Yeah, it, it's tough. I might make I might choose Hulu here just to make it difficult for mm. Elliot. Yeah. So I'll say this about Hulu. I, I'm ultimately going to boil it down to Amazon um, just because there are a lot of great programming. And like Art just said, yeah. Underground Railroad, uh, you know, Small Axe, it, it didn't get the hype that it should have deserved, uh, but it's there. It's it's, it's there. Yeah. It had it found a place and, and hopefully people can find it and discover it uh, as time goes by. But I will say with Hulu and going back to I was, the, the conversation I brought up earlier with AMC using to, to be in the zeitgeist with the Breaking Bads of the world and, and the Mad Men, you know, you do have FX, which I think is one of the 
best like content. Right. Fargo's of the world, Legions of the world. Uh, next, I think this year or maybe next year, Noah Hawley's uh, Aliens TV show. So you do have that FX on Hulu oh, feature. Atlanta, yeah, Atlanta's coming back. Atlanta's coming back in March. So it, and again, the FX on Hulu when it drops the night before, you have it immediately on Hulu. That is exciting. Uh, but again, Amazon is going to win for me. But Hulu has some some good things coming for mm-hmm. it. And again, I'm an FX fan. I love what they bring to the platform, the conversation that they add to the to the zeitgeist of uh, of uh, you know shows and stuff. But it's Amazon for me on this one. Damn it, Elliot! You brought up FX. He, he reminded me Neon. Y'all making me almost change my decision. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess just by a hair, we're going to go Damn. with Amazon in that matchup. Getting to, into our final four, let's start it out with probably the two biggest names in streaming right now, the ones fighting for the title. Yeah. They're going to have to just fight for a final spot here. It's Netflix versus Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. I want to remind y'all that Netflix has some really interesting stuff coming around the corner Maybe less interesting to me personally. They are doing that Extraction sequel and uh, Nola Holmes sequel. And they just announced some more Red Notice sequels that are shooting back to back. Of more interest to me is <laughs> Knives Out 2, yeah. which is a Netflix movie now, lest you forget. That Netflix mm-hmm. spent like $200 million to For buy the Ryan Johnson three. franchise. Yeah. The director yeah. of Stab 8? No way. <laughs> <laughs> and also... Uh, Speaking, you know, speaking of people we like, Guillermo del Toro's got his cabinet of curiosities coming to Netflix in 2022. There's always going to be some interesting content around the corner on Netflix, whereas Disney, you know, they're always reliable for the franchises you know and love, unless yeah. you maybe don't know and love them. Uh, <laughs> Art, where are you going to go between Netflix and Disney Plus? We were talking about this earlier. I love my dude in a helmet out in space in the desert shows. Those are really cool. I'm going to go with Netflix. <laughs> Elliot, how about you? You, you oh, probably man. spend more time on Disney Plus yeah. than either of us. It's funny. So before we went live, uh, before you had the conversation started, um, Disney sent me my recap of 2021. And it showed me all the stuff ah. I watched. You know, my MCU. I'm an MCU fan, as it said. I, you know, I, I watch my MCU shows a lot. And, I, and I'm a big MCU fan. I'm really excited to see the integration of TV shows, uh, movies, continuing the, the Easter eggs and connection between one world to the next. But Netflix, uh, it, it still has my heart. Stranger Things, um, you know, next week, yep, Ozark, season one. four, part one. I can't yep. wait to get back into that world. Damn, uh, I'm excited shit. to learn more about Sandman, the, the acquisition of that. And even though Disney has the more established superhero content, the Star Wars content, I see Netflix bringing in a Mark Millar and trying to bring in some other smaller uh, uh, sm- uh, uh, comic book characters and things of that nature. So I think Netflix is going to have the the win for me, especially when you mentioned, Zach, the, the movies. Uh Kings are uh, Knives Out two and three, and and, and mm-hmm. The Rock and Gal Gadot, and you know all those actors coming to the platform, and Chris uh, Hemsworth doing his thing, and can't forget my Russo brothers are coming out with The Gray Man, which is going to be right. two hundred million dollar action flick <laughs> with uh, Ryan Gosling and, and Chris Evans and that incredible cast. So I'm going Sheesh. Netflix with this because I will say right now the adult content can be found on Netflix. Well, Disney is still trying to figure out a way of how do we have the kids and the adults on one platform. Mm-hmm. So there you I go, Netflix on that. 
Yeah, I mean, I I like the fact that Disney has kind Disney Plus has kind of segmented their different content to different mm-hmm. services. Like it's it makes there be a reason to like subscribe to Disney Plus or subscribe to Hulu. It's it's I cool guess. that they have different brand identities, but it does limit you at some point, and uh, maybe that just like all-inclusive approach to Netflix yeah. helps it win out here. Yeah. Parental locks, by the way, that's yeah, I, the I, answer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, I, I, I just, I wrote in my notes that I kind of feel like Netflix has effectively replaced cable because there's always something to watch, even if it rarely feels like it's something you necessarily like have to watch right now. Yeah. But that it just, that omnipresence is hard to deny. So Netflix will make it to our finals and it'll be up against... Either HBO Max or Amazon Prime Video. So the final is Art, Netflix versus go? HBO Max. If y'all just want to get there, <laughs> you're going with you're going with HBO. Easy, easy. Yeah. I guess I guess you're not uh, as hyped on a potential Lord of the Rings show as Bezos apparently. I'd rather see something <laughs> that I know. <laughs> No, I'd rather see the uh, prequel to Thrones, which I know is at least yep. going to hit at the same level from the previous production when none of us know yep. what's going to happen yep. for Rings yet. All right. Yep. Elliot, you're the same way. That's that's that was going to be my argument with uh, that that uh, fantasy battle. Something that we obviously know from the movies with Lord of the Rings and a, and a billion dollar production, which is in- ridiculous. Insane. But when you when when Art mentioned, we already know kind of even though taking the eighth season of Game of Thrones out of the equation, we know what we can kind of expect with that. And yeah. I'm going to bring this up in the next round if, if HBO does make it. I think when it comes to video game movies not working, Last of Us will be the template for video games being on mm. streaming services versus it being movies. You know, eight hours worth of game and sixteen hours into game and condensed to a two hour film. Last of Us will be the mold of TV working more with the video games and than theaters. So I'm gonna go with HBO All on right. this one. Your point. Good point. I, I I'm I'm going backwards now, but bring bringing up the idea of video game adaptations. One thing we didn't mention about Showtime is they've got that long awaited Halo show coming in 2022. That's really so good. That for might them. be another reason that uh, yeah yeah Showtime ends up being yeah. well, they could fix end up sticking around navigation by then. <laughs> Speaking of navigation, we're gonna put HBO Max into the finals. Yeah. I kind of feel like they've fixed some of their navigation issues. I I was reading that. They uh, were fixing their PlayStation 5 app uh, is one of the first apps to kind of get redone. And I've noticed like a huge, huge difference Mm -hmm. in streaming on there since then. So maybe not facing some of the same difficulties it faced this time last year, but facing a difficult matchup in the finals versus Netflix. Elliot, you said you are a big HBO fan. Yeah, yeah. Do you think HBO Max is the best streaming service right now? So I guess to start the whole conversation, my the, the big thing was what do I look for is so price. So we have fourteen ninety nine, which I, I'm, I pay. Uh, what is it seventeen ninety nine for the four K Netflix? So I think right. you know pricing Netflix a little bit higher. About even. Uh, but yeah, about yeah. So navigation wise, I think I got to go with Netflix on that battle. Uh, as far mm-hmm. as 
going back to me being a comic book fan and go back to HBO Max and, and just yesterday the premiere of Peacemaker and the announcement mm-hmm. of all that DC. Uh, a Green Lantern show and, and the, the Batgirl, Blue Beetle, which I know now going back to the to the to the movies, but of course I think we're mm-hmm. gonna get more of that Gotham universe on HBO Max. Yeah. Speaking of Gotham, Jeffrey Wright's show and Robert Pattinson and might even make an the appearance. Batman. Even the Batman yeah. movie, if it's not even if it's not going to be day and date like their yep. movies were last year, it's going to come it home. It will be on streaming it on HBO be. Max in 2022. Exactly, yes, sir. And it's so much potentiality of of that world being on on a streaming platform. Which again, that's what made me love HBO. It's the Sopranos of the world. It's the Game mm. of Thrones of the world. And I think we're going to get back into that narrative with some of those shows we just mentioned. And, and going back to my last round conversation about The Last of Us. I think that show, because that's my favorite video game of all time, I think that show has the potential to be the next Game of Thrones water cooler talk. Did you see the next, last episode? And, and building yeah. off of that world and, and seeing maybe other video games uh, making onto that platform. But going back to that Netflix thing, man, when you think of the, the movies, that, and, and, and we all know all the movies aren't that great, but every now and then they hit you over the head with... Uh, a movie that everyone's watching. I think of the Bird yeah. Box conversation from a couple of years ago. I think of mm-hmm. you know just the distraction a couple of years ago and, and the stuff they have lined up. It's 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 incredible what they're doing. And again, two hundred million dollar action flick with the Russo brothers on their platform is something you can't blink your eye at. So ah, this is a tough one, guys. This is a tough one. Um, I think I got to go with where my heart where it originally started and uh, with HBO Max. But then I think about when Netflix, this whole conversation started because of Netflix, streaming you wars, know? streaming platforms. It started with Netflix. This, this is a tough one, guys. This is a tough one. I don't know. You guys, I, I'm going to let one of you guys. I got to stay. He deferred. I got to think. You're going to make it harder for us because on <laughs> yeah. top of that, it's not even the big stuff. Netflix also has Romas, Irishmans, Marriage yeah. Stories. They have stuff that Criterion is then picking up after the fact. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it really can come down to either two. But I'm going to hit you with this one, Elliot. Yeah, Netflix started it. Yeah. But that's just because they called it streaming. HBO yeah. slogan before HBO. that in the late 90s yeah. was, it's not TV, it's HBO, baby. And yeah. I'd like to argue yeah. that they may have had it first. The technology just wasn't out there. They didn't have right. the big internet services that were going on with it. And I think out of all of the shows that are out there, HBO being able to expand right now with Max is going to be able to allow it to grow to an exponential rate. Let's not forget that the Discovery pickup may be an integration that they have later on mm. as well. And I think when it comes to the reality shows, Netflix is is there. It's getting there. Yeah. But it has yeah. no competition against the Discovery shows. And the more that they integrate it now that it's Warner Discovery, I think that deal that was made last year where we all just yeah. woke up to it is done for a reason. And then just in terms of, uh, of its platform... Yeah, it's not as easy to navigate as uh, Netflix, but at least I get A to Z. I can see everything that's on the platform. <laughs> so there's yep. different aspects like that. Yeah. And the day and date thing, yep. I, I think, was a really big push for last year that I thought was fantastic. They right yeah. now at least mm-hmm. have a deal with theaters. I don't. That, however, Netflix came in full throttle. They pissed off way too many theaters, so you can't even see their yeah. projects up there. But HBO still has, or Warner Bros. still has a good relationship with theaters they still have Mm -hmm. their ability to be able to build their brands and i like their hubs they i think are doing the hubs correct where you got their dc you have they had Crunchyroll. i don't know why they lost it uh the tcm and all the other stuff that they got going on i am sticking to hbo HBO max 
Whew, I think you might have sold me, Art. And I think when you were bringing up the day and day thing, I thought about my favorite, one of my top five movies of last year was Dune. And I think of Denis Villeneuve and building out that world. And we're supposed to get the Mother series and maybe other series exploring that universe, mm. which gets me excited for, again, the integration of you can talk about a film and then watch the TV show at the same time. So I think you, you might have sold me on that aspect uh, with, with HBO being the, the originator of TV talk. Let me go mm-hmm. nerdy. HBO is the only one who will change the aspect ratio. Like, they did it. Yeah. Now when you go yeah. watch BVS again, it'll actually change the aspect ratio for you. Where Justice League is doing it as well. I don't know if they'll ever release a version of Dune like that for us. Obviously, it's not the same because yeah. of our TVs yeah. aren't built like an IMAX. But they're at least giving you the ability to watch that. I'm not praising Warner Brothers because you know they're sometimes really crazy with their filmmakers. Some but sometimes yeah. they yeah. slip in and they give them creative freedom out of yeah. nowhere. Um, so I do you appreciate sold that. Me on another point, Art, if the if the Snyderverse for those that want to see the world continue, that might be the outlet for the the Snyderverse to continue is on HBO Max. So HBO, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of great content with HBO. <laughs> you know, e- even with the Max brand, like I know Art, that's something that you and I were talking about at first is how there was a bit of confusion over like. Are they diluting the HBO brand? But I think even Max is now producing some really interesting stuff. Station Eleven, which is maybe going to be my favorite show of of 2022, is an HBO Max show. Wow. They've got really good stuff in the pipeline, you know. Okay. They're now catching up to to the movies that are coming out. You know, Soderbergh is making Kimmy soon for HBO Max directly. Mm -hmm. And... So yeah, there might be like big movies coming out like every week as Netflix likes to advertise on Netflix, but there's big stuff coming out on HBO too. And another thing is just, I, I don't know why recently I found myself going back and, and watching more older films than I, I normally do, but like mm-hmm. you can't find old movies on Netflix. Like they've got some stuff from the 2000s and then a few things from like the 90s Great and then that's it. point. Yeah. You get stuff from every era. You can go back to Charlie Chaplin on HBO Max. You can go back to mm-hmm. uh, the the great films of the Hollywood 70s on HBO Max. And you can go to the big films that are blockbusters today like right Dune now. on HBO Max. Yep. Yep. I, I think you just get a variety of quality content. It's not it, it, there's a plethora. It's maybe not so much that you're drowning in it the way that mm-hmm. Netflix sometimes feels and it's good stuff. So I have another one for you. Yeah. Do you think the worst content that HBO Max is making, the the worst of it, is worse than the mm. worst of what Netflix gives you? Absolutely not. Because people no. get mad Absolutely when Netflix not. drops something irritating. People just ignore yeah. it when HBO Max mm-hmm. does it. Yeah. Yep. You'll you'll <clears throat> never have to pay for She's the Man if you're subscribing <laughs> to HBO Max. Or the, the, the greatest trilogy of it all, The Kissing Booth, right? That's the, exactly. the trilogy that we all needed. Uh, I also uh, like that they took Pennyworth, right? I think it was from Epix. Mm-hmm. That was like an Epix exclusive. And, like It's and premiering over on HBO now. Yep. So they're even like yep. collecting the stuff and they're bringing it back home. And they might, you know, talking to the other TV platform, CW, if that rumor is to be true, that they're going to be kind of canning or selling them off and just having all the DC content in one hub uh, with HBO Max is something that I know a lot of that's, yeah, fans that's like crazy. is looking to see. Lois and Clark, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, something to be, or Superman and uh, Lois on HBO Max would be great. That'd be smart. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with us giving the belt to HBO Max here. I think it's just, it, it's had a really good 2021. It's, yeah. I think, the first place I check for content because I just think their stuff's good. Yeah. You know, it's, 
if, if I can't find something there, I'm sure I'll find something on Netflix, but I think I'll find something better on mm-hmm. HBO Max. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad we could all agree with that one. Been here, um, since, been let here me throw since before out, streaming. <laughs> let me throw out an alternate idea, though, now that we are at a final. Elliot, if it was down to HBO Max versus the Disney bundle, so you get Disney, Hulu, and ESPN+, Plus, which way do you think you would go? Ooh, you just had to throw that at me. Um, <laughs> man, I would probably go probably Disney Plus. Um, not only because of the, D, the the Marvel Star Wars stuff, but when we talked about the FX on Hulu option, mm-hmm. obviously the sports option, it gives me a little bit more vi- variety in that sense. So I would probably do the Disney Plus bundle over the uh, HBO Max. Pretty good bang for your buck yeah. if you're getting all three yeah. of those services. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Art, what about you? I'd still go HBO, but in terms of DC Marvel, uh, not pitting the two together, but the way you get the content, yeah. I think you're getting the content better through Disney, whereas you'd have to wait on HBO for it, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Sports, obviously, you then have to lean back to Disney, but I just, I like the content. I don't want to call it content. I like the shows and movies that are hosted on HBO a lot more. Yeah. So I'd have to go there. I'm looking forward to, to what they release a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah, th- I think that's, that's ultimately where battle, I go right? too. But yeah, it's it's it is, yeah. I, I think that's a harder battle than uh, HBO versus Netflix for sure. Yeah. It's clear that things are going to combine, right? Because there are bundles that mm-hmm. have, have uh, there's too many been there from the inception. I remember early on yeah. when uh, Paramount was still Viacom CBS, they had that with a bundle. I think with Showtime because Showtime is under Paramount. It's under Vi- Viacom yeah. as well. So I think it's only a matter of time before they start combining things again maybe that's why they're not yeah. putting the the time for showtime because they want to combine it with paramount plus we talked about discovery and hbo i think we're going to see these things kind of combine a little bit merging yeah so we'll see yeah you know we talked about how a lot of these services feel like they're trending upward is, is there anyone that you feel is like maybe trending in the wrong direction or or is getting itself in a position where maybe it will be one of those ones to be acquired by a bigger service art is there one that jumps out to you the one that didn't even make the list stars epics (laughs) yeah i think stars will still stick around because of like what it is first of all those numbers are still boggling to us that we don't know who's yeah (laughs) some people need to check their accounts i don't think they know they're paying for it comment Um, below if you have stars or or maybe go check they're the only ones that have a lot of the uh what would have been the weinstein the merrimack stuff they would have had the Mm. sony productions like they have once upon a time in hollywood a lot of stuff is exclusive only to stars that said, though, uh, it's Epix. Epix is getting stuff snatched from them left and right. I do not see them surviving. And personally, I just don't like Paramount. I'm sorry. On uh, our official <laughs> list that we have, I just don't like Paramount. Yeah. I I would be happy to see Paramount get uh, absorbed in something larger. I don't know about, well, I don't know can't, about you. Well, they can't because they're owned by Viacom. Uh, That's the worst part about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I know we mentioned earlier the, the Crunchyroll thing. Huge numbers, but I'm surprised HBO Max did not or HBO did not keep them because that, that's right. uh, you know that's kind of weird. So I don't know if Netflix comes in fourth quarter oh. and makes that happen, which would be a game changer. Inse- that would yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, well, a lot of interesting streaming services out there. Yeah. Let us know what your favorites are. Maybe let us know what you're paying for and how many you're willing to pay for because it's, it's a lot and there's got to be a limit for some people. So uh, comment below or shoot us an email at intercutpod at gmail.com. I think we have time for a quick... 
pick for the week. A quick, quick recommendation for people at the end of this episode. Elliot, I don't know if you have any uh, movies or TV shows yeah. you've been watching recently. I can start off though, with one that is going to be available on VOD pretty soon, and that is Beyond the Infinite Two Minutes, one of my favorite Film Fest movies from last year, the Japanese one-take time travel comedy. Uh, I just was so impressed and enthralled by this one, just the timing it takes to to make everything fit in so perfectly here. Uh, It just is so perfectly immaculately crafted and immensely fun and you know you can tell they're just trying to bend and twist this premise of a tv that jumps two minutes into the future for every comedic possibility that you can get from it i I thought it was extremely effective you know it's only 70 minutes long so kind of it doesn't overstay its welcome for me it was really one of my favorite movies of the year last year and is gonna be big contender for my best movies of 2022 so far when we get around to that list art i don't know if you want to talk a little bit about uh, compartment number six which i know you caught more recently yep my two theater picks for the week would be that i believe that's getting a theatrical if you have a nice little independent cinema if you got movie go i don't know if that's the one that they're supporting this yeah. uh, week but definitely go see that Maybe. in theaters i thought that is uh, a fantastic um international feature that i hope makes the slot probably won't win but i think that that's one that definitely takes you on a journey i, I loved following the characters i want to rewatch that one again uh, hopefully they re-up the link but if you're also out there and you have the ability to catch bell i was able to snatch up this poster uh, last night as well definitely go catch this one a pretty good uh movie from the director i believe who did wolf children if i'm not mistaken uh, i really like this one dealing with vr i had given that a shout out during the live streams but if i may i mean it's it's only right out of all the services that we talked that i could do a little quick shout out you got shutter go watch yourself woodlands just came out this week yeah. if you got showtime watch the finale to yellow jackets it's wrapping up this week if you got yes. paramount delete it uh if you have apple tv you just got uh the brand new tragedy of macbeth from the cohen brothers it's available crisp it's so crisp on apple tv dude it's fantastic definitely check that out if you got the disney hulu bundle black bear is out on hulu Ooh. go check out that bad boy okay. we love this aubrey plaza, aubrey plaza. if you have prime Sorry, it's a Hotel Transylvania. There's nothing there. Uh, Netflix has the the house one that I've been really looking forward to, as well as Cheer. I did start watching Cheer, and it was pretty solid. So all of those there, ironically, I have nothing for HBO, and that's what we cost the win. Station 11, Station 11. Station, Station 11, 11 finale. Thank oh, you, Zach. Euphoria. Yeah, euphoria. Finale is unreal. Oh, euphoria. See, there you go. Yeah. yeah. There you go. There's a lot. The whole back catalog, but... Elliot, what do you got? I cried so much at the Station Eleven finale. Elliot, we don't need 16 recommendations from you, but what do you have? I'll just go one, man. As far as movies goes, go, and then probably the biggest movie for the rest of the month is Scream 5. You know, me and Art were talking about it before we went uh, on on here, and uh, I really had a good time with it. I think you're, if you're a fan of the franchise, you're going to really appreciate what the uh, the silence, uh, pro- uh, silence production or silence radio silence production radio guys silence. were able to bring to the, fu- to the film. Uh, a lot of new talent involved in the film. Obviously, legacy players are in the movie, so I had a good time with that. Uh, and as far as like shows go, I'm just preparing for next week, which is uh, the return of Ozark. So if you guys haven't seen yeah. Ozark, which is you know the whole oh it's Breaking Bad all over again, yeah, some, some similarities. <laughs> but I think after last season, it kind of separated itself from that conversation. Not mm-hmm. saying it's better than Breaking Bad, but it definitely mm-hmm. has that same type of vibe. It's doing its own thing. Yeah, exactly. So I definitely recommend people to catch up with that series for the uh, the part one premiere coming next week on Netflix. And then uh, we talked Apple TV Plus. I'm a fan of M Night Shyamalan's Servant. Uh, Servant That's season cool. three mm. will be coming back next week. 
very weird, trippy, 30-minute-ish type of show uh, with some really solid performances and just makes you scratch your head after each episode. So Servant will be coming back next week on Apple TV+. Plus. So those are some recommendations I have for you all. Beautiful. Very cool. Thank you so much, Elliot. That's about all for this week's show. You can catch more from me, Zach Shevich, by following me on Twitter, Instagram, or Letterboxd at ZShevich. That's Z-S-H-E-V as in Vimeo, I-C-H. <laughs> Remember when Vimeo started doing original series? That was another. Maybe, maybe we got to do this bracket again with Vimeo. I just need the studio links from Vimeo. That's it. Appreciate those. <laughs> Elliot, where yeah, can man. the people find more from you? Yeah, well, first and foremost, Art, Zach, it's a pleasure to see you guys again. This bracket was awesome. Uh, such I'd a love pleasure, to come man. back and, and have some other bracket conversations. Uh, but again, appreciate For you guys sure. having me on. Uh, yeah, you guys can find me on the YouTube platform under Movie Files, talking about some of the shows that we mentioned, movies that we talked about, having some live discussions about those um, you know, those IPs and those movies and shows. Uh, I'm all, I try to be as, as active on social media as I can uh, with the Instagrams of the world, at Movie Files, uh, Twitter, at Movie Files Live. And... TikTok, man, I have. I, I, I took a break from it for a little bit, but it, it's fun sometimes. It can be Is it? fun. So yeah, you like it? Want- Trying out the yeah, TikTok. So I take my you know my 10, 15 minute reviews, kind of condense it into just my main thoughts. And then also, you know, I'm gonna start doing some like when movie news drop, you know, just give mm-hmm. my thoughts on some of the Santa Claus coming back or turning red, going straight to streaming. So little things like that is what you can find on TikTok. So check me out on that platform as well. Nice. Yeah, I'm. I'm been curious about uh, what's developing in the film world on TikTok, but I'm. I'm not so sure I'm allowed to explore it. I've got a little bit of gray in my hair now, so <laughs> we'll see. Um, Art, where can people find more from you? You could find me ranting about the new Scream over on LME Explains on Twitter, on Letterbox, on the YouTubes, but every week here, doing all these brackets and news and streams with our special guests on the Intercut Podcast. You can listen to every episode of the Intercut Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher, I Like Overcast. And then make sure you're subscribed not just to the audio podcast, but to the video feed as well on YouTube.com slash IntercutPod, where you can crash our bright, smiling faces as we break down the latest in entertainment. Find new episodes of Intercut every Monday. And please leave us a comment, like the video, consider heading over to iTunes to give us that much-requested five-star review. And shout out to our listeners in Ireland for putting us on the TV and film podcast charts out there. Like our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter page support our H- patreon all of them are at intricate pod to get updates throughout the week from art from me from elliot from all the guests that we feature here on intercut you can also come hang out with us in the intercut discord which you can find a link to in the description notes for this show thanks again for tuning in and until next time it's pronounced to dumb not too dumb i i made that mistake